Praise the Lord. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. And it is so good to be with you all here on this Tuesday evening. I'm excited about that. And uh, so uh, we have been talking about on this podcast uh, about God's love. We've been looking in the Word of God. What does God's Word say about love? And uh, we have been in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we are around in the bin here, folks. I know it's been a long journey. Uh, we've had quite a few podcasts about God's love, and we've been uh, just uh, really uh, looking uh, in detail as to uh, what it says. The Bible says to rightly divide the Word of God and, and be able to, to be a workman, able to do these things. And so, and I don't say that pridefully at all. I've learned from the best. I've seen uh, some of the finest preachers and listen to them and learn from them. But what I mean is uh, we've got to be a workman. We've got to be able to uh, take the Word and and learn and grow. Because the Apostle Paul even talked to the Corinthian church at one point, and he's telling them, he said, you know, y'all ought to be teachers. Now, he didn't say y'all, but I say y'all. He said, y'all ought to be teachers. And he said, you still, you still just learning the basics, you know, about baptism and repentance and that kind of thing. He said, but y'all, you, you need to learn how to be teachers, and you've not done that. You haven't grown. And so uh, we want to learn uh, everything that we can learn so that, uh, you, you know, whatever that anybody, myself or any other teacher, whoever, can impart to others uh, that can benefit. And I'll tell you, you know, when you teach and you preach, uh, even the preacher gets preached at while he's preaching. I've had that happen to me many times where, you know, the God, uh, God of heaven gave me a message and I'm preaching away and then all of a sudden uh, it, re- I, I, it dawns on me some of the things that I'm saying and, and the Lord is preaching to me while he's preaching uh, to the congregation too. And so uh, God can work a, a work like no other. The preaching, it, it does something that nothing else can do and teaching is a, a great tool as well. So, you know, not that we uh, call this podcast a preaching podcast but you know I, i've talked about some personal things on here and but you know the whole center of it of course is the word of god because uh we you know that's why we call it god's whole word because we believe that god's whole word uh just as peter said he said that god gives us everything for life and godliness and it is the truth if we just continue to look into the Word of God, we'll find that that is so very, very true. And so love, uh, the explanation of love, is going to help us out uh, if we use God's explanation because the world's explanation has gone haywire. Now, I tell you what, if you take the explanation of the love that the world's talking about, you know, you, you know, you got somebody, you in a relationship with them, and then, you know, five years later, oh, we just fell out of love. We just fell out of love. No, you didn't. Because uh, you you were supposed to make a commitment to that, and you decided not to keep up with your commitment. And because love is not just a feeling, y'all. You know, it's not just a feeling. No, it's a commitment. We've got to make a commitment. And so it's the reason why you got so many marriages ending up in divorce, because people don't want to make that commitment. Well, the Lord wants us to make a commitment, uh, putting our faith and trust in Him, and to make a commitment to love uh, the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we've got to do that, and that takes commitment. It takes an honest-to-goodness commitment where we say, Lord, I'm going to do this. Now, you tell me, wouldn't it take a commitment to love your enemy? 
Because we're not just going to turn around and love our enemy. Oh, I just love that one. No, you don't. You know you don't just love that one. No, you don't. You, you got to make a commitment to love your enemy. So if you got to make a commitment to love your enemy because Jesus said so, well, uh, then why can't we make a commitment with the ones that we claim to be loving? Amen, hallelujah. And so love is about a commitment. And I wanted to say that before we uh, go on to other things on this podcast because we are rounding the bend here, folks, of talking about God's whole love. Now, of course, or God's love, but, uh, you know, we will touch on it uh, absolutely because, uh, you know, God is love. So we're going to find our way around there many times. But uh, as far as going in depth over the study and all, we're rounding the bend. And we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. And before we go there, let's go in prayer. As we always do. You know, the Bible says that uh, in Isaiah 56 and verse 7, I believe it is, it says that the house of prayer should be, uh, that God said his house should be called a house of prayer. I said on the Sabbath service this last Saturday, I say, you know, I tell people, I say, you know, uh, uh, people say, yeah, I sure do pray a lot around here. Well, that's because God said it ought to be a house of prayer. What's the point in going to the house of God if you ain't going to pray? What's the, what's the point in serving God if you ain't going to talk to him? What's the point of being in a relationship with somebody if you ain't going to speak to them? You know, we're going to be in a relationship with God. We've got to talk to him. So we're going to go to the Lord. Your Lord, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity, Lord, to delve into your word and to study it and to, to, to literally look at all of the great nuggets of gold and silver and rubies and all those things that you, in, in a euphemism of the value of your word, God. And in your word, Lord, you talk about love. And uh, it is a great and a powerful tool. And so, Lord, we thank you that you've talked about love in here because you've given us direction and you've given us guidance. And I thank you for that because uh, without that, we would know how to manage this thing called love and we would just make a mess out of it like the world has. But, Lord, we're not of the world. We're not supposed to be of the world, act like the world, behave like the world. So we've got to look into your word to find out what's different about love than what the world is telling us. So, Lord, guide us and lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so chapter... Uh, 13 of 1 Corinthians in verse 8. Now, like I said, we're rounding the bend. We don't have a whole lot left to say here. Uh, I mean, we like I said, we'll get back to it again and again over time as we talk about uh, God's Word because, you know, His 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 love is centered on us as human beings. That's the reason why John 3.16 uh, said, For God so loved the world. He did love the world and still does. And so uh, what we see in uh, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians in verse 8, these are the three words we see. Now, it starts out with the word charity, but the word charity translates love. And it says, love or charity never faileth. Y'all, did you hear that? It, it ain't never going to fail. Now, what does that mean? Love never fails. Well, it's got a meaning. And what that word, and you say, well, I know what faileth mean. I, 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 I got an F in the program or whatever. I got an F on my test. Well, no, that's not what that word faileth means. What it means is when you look up uh, the, uh, the, the word that's translated from the Aramaic Greek uh, translation, that word faileth, it means it never becomes a waste of time. Love never, ever becomes a waste of time. Ever. Never, never, never. You say, well, I, I love my 
uh, enemy, or I love this person, and they're just, it never got nowhere, and, and, and things are just worse than ever, and, and all of that, and I, I just think I've just wasted all my time. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Listen, you didn't waste your time, because the Bible says love never faileth, which means it never becomes a waste of time. So whatever seed that you planted because of the love of God that you gave out to either your enemy or, or maybe, uh, you know, uh, God forbid that it would be your next husband, ex-wife, or whatever the case may be, uh, or your children that have gone by the wayside or whatever it is, and you think that, uh, you know, all that love that you gave has just been a waste of time. That's not true. Now, because, because it, you know, that word failed means a waste of time. It's never a waste of time because God's word doesn't go void. And God tells us to love even our enemy. And so if God is going to tell us that, he, he's not going to tell us to do something that's a waste of time. No. And love is never a waste of time. It's never a waste of time. And so let's remember that as we uh, finish up this podcast on love. And uh, there is uh, a couple of things that I want to uh, touch on before we finish up because this podcast is going to be a little shorter than some of these other ones. And uh, I, I, I do apologize for that. Uh, but I have had a really long day and uh, a lot of physical labor that I've had to do. And I'm, I'm uh, just pretty tired right now. So um, not that I don't uh, feel like that uh, my podcast is... Uh, not of a value because that's why I'm here. Even though I'm tired and my muscles are aching and all that, I, I believe I needed to get on here on this podcast and talk, maybe uh, help somebody, encourage somebody. Because, you know, I, I myself, I've, I've experienced that where I, I gave my love out to people and and then it seemed like, almost like it, everything backfired, like it went in reverse. You know, you love and... And it's like, well, how come uh, they didn't reciprocate? How come that they just mean and hateful? Why? Why is it that everything's just turned upside down? And I, I gave my love, I gave my all, and it, and it didn't seem to work. Well, the Bible says love never fails. It's never a waste of time. So, however it is that God allows it, you know what my grandma used to say? She say everything come out in the wash. So however it come out in the wash, <laughs> y'all know what I mean. However it come out in the wash, love, it's never going to be a waste of time to give out. Never. You say, well, uh, maybe, you know, and some folks, now I say this too, there's some who poured their life into maybe a person that God put in your life. Now you certainly can't pour your lives into each other and not allow God to be the center of your life because you're going to make yourself miserable. We've got to have God to be the center of our life even in our love relationships, our romantic love relationships and our ch relationship between parent and ch child and relationship, uh, whether it be adults with their parent-child relationship between adults or parent-child relationship between adults and their younger children or whatever the case may be. Uh, love is never a waste of time. It really is never a waste of time. But uh, there have been people along the way that, uh, you know, they, they poured their life into someone and they spent so many years giving to that person and then the person passed away. And maybe they passed away. Um, you know, some people I've known, they've passed away in a really difficult uh, way. And that's all I want to say about that as far as a difficult way, but a really, really difficult way. And... Um, they, you know, 
they're missing that person terribly. They say, you know, I, I, I just gave all my life and I loved that person so much and now they're gone and I, I just feel so lost and I feel so empty. And I, and, but listen, your love doesn't fail. It doesn't fail because you've got to look at that loving relationship that you had, that love that you had between the two of y'all, and you, you cared about one another, and you can glean some good things from that. You can look at that and know, look, it wasn't a waste of time. You allowed that person to feel your love while they were here on this earth, and, and hopefully they allowed uh, you to feel their love as well. So uh, love is not a waste of time. It does not fail. And... Um, you know, I, I did want to say a couple of things. Uh, one thing is, you know, there's a lot of people that are not Christians that have looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I said this earlier on when we started talking about love, but I wanted to reiterate it because it is so true. There, there's people out there that they found this, um, you know, this chapter here, and a lot of people that are in the world and not even saved, they look at this uh, chapter and they repeat some of these words in their wedding ceremonies and that kind of thing of people that are not even going to church and not even serving the Lord. And so they really have a mind to understand this is probably, uh, well, in their mind probably, the word probably, but in my mind I know for sure that it is, uh, that it is the greatest uh, thing that has ever been written that is has been discovered in any kind of literature anywhere at any time. Uh, as to the, the definition and explanation of love. It's, it's just a, a great and wonderful um, tool that we have here right in the Word of God to explain to the world and to show the world those that are contemplating coming to the Lord to, uh, you know, look, this is what God is saying about love. This is this is the Lord that we serve. This is the Messiah that we serve. And, and, and not only that, but also uh, allowing them to feel that love. You know, really to feel that love come from you because I've had people that were my enemies. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into all of that, but I've had people that really, truly uh, were uh, my enemies. I even had a, a young man years ago when I was a younger man, much younger man, and I worked at the turkey plant. And uh, this man, long story short, I'm not going to get into the detail and all, but this man threatened me at work. He misunderstood when I was talking to another man uh, there at work, and I noticed that he kept eyeing me while I was witnessing to this other man. And, and uh, you know, a couple of times I noticed that he was staring at me, so I smiled and went on my way, and I kept talking to this young man. But he misunderstood and thought we were talking about him. Well, long story short, he literally waited till I got outside, and uh, he uh, punched me, uh, literally punched me so hard, knocked me to the ground, my heart head went rolling, and uh, busted my nose, my mouth, and um, and I was a Christian serving the Lord, baptized with the Holy Ghost, and serving God and loving my enemy. And uh, he he was had misunderstood that situation. He said he said you were talking about me. You were saying things. I said no, no, I wasn't. I said I was not. I said I was talking to that man about the Lord. I said, and the same thing I talked about, and he didn't want to hear that. He got angry, more more angry than ever, and he went and got his car, and as I'm walking to my car, and he took his car and kind of pinned me up against the building with his car. I couldn't move, 
And if he had moved any closer, it would have crushed me up against the building. But he got out of his car and he looked at me and he said, don't you come back to work tomorrow, I'll kill you. And um, so, uh, you know, he drove on, he pulled his car away, drove on, and I just kind of went to the ground because I was already weak from the blood and coming out. And I was, you know, and uh, I was really dumbfounded at the whole thing. But uh, I showed this man no less love. I did not uh, want anybody to try to attack him or go after him. I had a young man that would uh, constantly tease me at work, and when he saw me on the ground, he ran to me. He was somebody that was just always teasing me, trying to get my goat and trying to get me angry, you know, because he knew I was a Christian and I, you know, he wanted to test me, I guess. And but when he saw me on the ground and I was bleeding all over, and he said, "Who did this?" and he wanted to go after him. Who's, who did this? I'm going to go after him. I said, no, 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 no. And I called him by his name. I said, no, I don't want you to do that. I said, I, I don't want you to do that. I said, just leave him alone. And I wouldn't tell him the name. I said, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you to hurt him. I said, he needs to know the Lord. That man, he was just so dumbfounded at my reaction. And uh, he never teased me again. Ne never did. He would watch after me at work. And uh, because the man had threatened to kill me, I did have to have police escort for a while, and that man was watching over me. And uh, he was a very different man after that. He was a very kind man to me, always making sure that I was okay and, and everything. But, uh, you know, I showed him the love of God by never getting angry with him and just, um, you know, yeah, he teased me. Boy, he irritated me, some of the things. But I had to keep myself in check. You say, you got irritated. Well, I did inside, but I said, Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to help me to show love to this man, and I did. And so in the end, love didn't fail. It it wasn't a waste of time to go through all that I did with him because in the end he you know, turned it around and he wanted to watch out for me and protect me. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the young man, he got fired because of his threat, and they had police escort uh, for me, and then they saw him. He was actually waiting for me the next day because he told me not to come, and he was waiting there for me, and the police arrested him um, because he had every intention on doing what he said. But, um, you, you know, long story short, uh, the uh, young man, his father was, uh, he was, I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, and I don't mean to offend anybody if you're a Muslim, but his father was an imam. I think that's how you say it, an imam, imam, uh, in, in the Muslim uh, church or religion. I'm not sure what you uh, call them. Like, kind of like what a pastor would be over a church, I guess. Well, that caused his son to be fired, and so uh, his parents uh, were depending on him and his money that he brought in from working at the turkey plant. And... Uh, uh, he had other Muslim friends there at the turkey plant, and they came and gave me a note and said, his father wants to talk to you. And I, I said, okay. And he gave me a phone number. The man that was at work that was his friend, he said, he said, look, this young man's father wants to talk to you. He feels really bad about what his son did to you. And so I called, and the father answered. I called that evening when I got home. The father answered, and he apologized for his son. He said, I am sorry that my son has done this. He said, I am an imam. He mentioned the place. And he said, we're Muslims. And he said, and we do not believe in being this way uh, with people. And so on and so forth is what his words were. 
And he said, my son is here and he's going to apologize to you. Now this young man, was, I found out later, was 26 years old. Uh, so the father was very much in charge of his family and he made his son get on there and his son got on there and he said, I am sorry to you for what I've done. I am truly sorry. And so I said, can I just say something to you? And he let me say something. I said, look, I said, I told you I wasn't talking about you and I really wasn't. I said, the young man I was talking to, I was trying to invite him to church. And I said, and, and I have no feeling of ill will against you. Uh, and I said, and I forgive you. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, his father got back on the phone. And unfortunately, his father said, you know, because of our son's action, he lost his job. He said, well, we're going uh, to have to go back to our country. Um, because they're going to lose their visa and so on and so forth because of his son's arrest. And it, it just turned into a really sad situation. But nevertheless, I prayed for them because, look, listen, we've got to show the love of God to everybody. And you say, well, how could you feel in that way? You know, years later, many, many years later, the Lord instructed me, told me one day, he said, you got all these vegetables in this garden that I've allowed you to grow in your excuse me, to grow in your garden. And uh, he said, I want you to take, I want you to take a big box of all these vegetables. And he said, I want you to take it down to this particular place. And it was a place where Muslims worshiped there in the city that I lived in at the time. And I gave it to the imam there. And I said, the Lord wanted me to give this to you. And uh, later I, I I asked the Lord. I said several times, I said, Lord, why did you have me do that? I, I forgave them so many years ago. I forgave them. And, and um, it was apparently something the Lord saw in me that I needed to do. And my spouse said to me that those words. Maybe it was that the Lord saw something in you and that you really needed to get past this and really show that you mean you forgave them. And, uh, and it, it, you know, it was uh, uh, something that took a moment to really sink in. But, but you know, listen, that's my story. And that's my, my, what I dealt with. But I had to show the love of the Lord to them. And, and uh, you know, and now at this point in time, uh, we even have Muslims in our family now that have been, uh, one of my family members married a Muslim, became a Muslim to marry a Muslim and so on. And so... Um, now, with that said, I am not in any way, shape, or form. I don't want nobody to misunderstand thinking that I'm turning a corner here and becoming a Muslim. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you got to love everybody. You've got to love people. And, uh, you know, I know that a lot of folks are going to say, well, look at 9-11 in 2001 and all those things. I get that. And so definitely you could say those folks that hit those towers, those twin towers, there was something come on last night on the television about, uh, uh, I guess, a United Flight 23, I think it was, that actually uh, was possibly the fifth one that was going to go out and hit somewhere else, and it was grounded, and so it didn't um, get off the ground. Now, I'm, I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking, is that some passengers on there uh, that were somewhere on that plane uh somebody was a christian somebody was serving the lord and god said i'm gonna get everybody off this plane 
I'm not going to let this happen. Now, I'm not saying that those that hit the Twin Towers, that no one on those were not Christians, and please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that. But it could have been that that person or persons or whoever, or maybe they were going to become one one day and God wanted to use them. and Or maybe uh, God just wanted to, uh, for whatever reason, uh, allow it to be such as it was that this plane did not go into the destruction as the other four planes did. And you say, well, those are our enemies. How can you dare say that we ought to love our enemy such as that? Well, then let me ask you, do you follow Jesus? Do you do y'all truly follow Jesus? Because if you're going to follow him, we're going to have to obey him because he said to love our enemy. And we've got to do that. And love, the Bible says, love never faileth. So love is never a waste of time. It's just not a waste of time. And so let us do our due diligence with all that we've learned in these podcasts that we've been talking about love. Let us do our due diligence and love. Show the love of Christ and even love our enemies. And so with that said, we're going to be heading on out. And may God of heaven keep you and bless you. And may you share the love of the Lord with everybody you meet. And as I go, before I leave, I want you to hear this song. The words of this song is called, Make Me an Instrument. And the song says, Make me an instrument, Lord, of your love today. And may I remember your sweet children, Lord, every time that I pray. Now, God has made everybody. God has created everybody. And let me show some kindness, Lord, to everyone that I meet each day. Make me an instrument of your love today. So let's let that be a prayer that we have. Lord, make me an instrument of your love today. And I would end it with allowing you now I don't know how it's going to come across on this speaker here this microphone excuse me but I'm just going to give you the tune in case you might want to sing it now I ain't the greatest singer but I love to sing to the Lord and this is how it goes make me an instrument Lord of your love today and may I remember your sweet children Lord every time that I pray and let me show some kindness Lord to everyone that I meet each day make me an instrument Lord of your love today may the Lord make you an instrument of his love today God bless you